0: Welcome to this REGEN podcast, updating you on the latest in smart and renewable energy. This podcast has been made in collaboration with Western Power Distribution, the distribution
1: network operator in the Midlands, Southwest, and Wales. I'm Chloe Uden, a producer at REGEN, and in this podcast, we will be exploring how community energy groups try to get people interested in energy and engage them in the conversation through their local projects. Before going to the details of this podcast, let's first hear from Western Power Distribution. Yango, you're an innovation and low-carbon networks engineer at Western Power Distribution. Can you tell us a little bit more about the work of your
2: organisation? Sure. As the distribution network operator of the Midlands, South West, and Wales, we are responsible for operating and maintaining the electricity distribution network in these areas. So we are not an electricity supplier, but our responsibility ends just before the customer's meter. Our network consists of around 220,000 kilometers of overhead lines and underground cables, and we have the privilege to be delivering electricity to 7.8 million customers. So what's happening in the distribution network operator world now? Well, the electricity industry is changing and we can see that in our everyday lives with the increasing number of electric cars and the new ways that people generate and use electricity. At Western Power Distribution, we have a number of innovation projects that aim to address all of these network challenges and ensure that the future electricity network is smart, sustainable and affordable for our customers. Some of these projects involve community energy groups, which is exciting as they enable more individuals and groups to be part of the industry changes. These groups of people are not only helping us respond to the network challenges now, but we believe will continue to play an important role in the future.
1: Today, I'm going to be joined by my mate Matt Harvey, the wonderful poet, writer and enemy of all that's difficult and upsetting. Matt's way with words has taken him from Totnes to Wimbledon Tennis Championships via Saturday Live, the Edinburgh Festival and the work section for The Guardian. Matt is a columnist for Resurgence and Ecologist magazine, and somewhere in amongst all of that, he's become a bit of a voice for the energy sector.
3: Hello, Chloe, and welcome listeners to this podcast.
1: So, this is the first of four podcasts Regents making with Western Power Distribution about the work of community energy groups. And I've asked Matt to join me because we've worked together for a number of years talking to lots of different people about energy for Matt's book of poems, The Element in the Room, poems about renewable energy. Now Matt, what was it like for you to join in the energy conversation as a newbie?
3: It was fascinating. It it was also surprising. It was energising. It wasn't always as straightforward as I thought it would be. It kind of confounded my expectations.
1: So I thought it would be good to kick off this podcast talking about who actually wants to talk about energy.
3: Okay, and did you come up with any ideas?
1: Yes. Lots of people want to talk about energy.
3: Really? Yeah, yeah, no, of course. There's loads of people who want it. All the way from, say... Or people
1: who need to charge their mobile phones or laptops. I accept that mostly they just want to find out where to plug in.
3: Okay, and through to...
1: Earnest environmentalists. People who care about reducing carbon emissions.
3: Okay, and people in between, like electricians.
1: And dads.
3: Or mums.
1: Yes, mums and dads who want to tell you to switch off the light when you're not in the room.
3: And other property or energy managers, because energy is often one of the major costs to any business, so there's often a financial driver to think about energy.
1: There is. And Regen, where I work, because uh, Regen wants to help businesses and communities navigate their way through an extraordinarily fast-changing system
3: companies that operate and maintain the electricity distribution network, like Western Power Distribution, who are supporting this podcast. Exactly. Community energy groups.
1: They They want to talk about a few things like saving money in the short term through switching or insulation or changing appliances or stuff like new local energy generation projects that you might want to invest in.
3: Okay, right. So we can list a lot of people, different kinds of people in different sorts of circumstances. We can, and we have. It makes it sound like pretty much everyone wants to talk about energy.
1: They do. They really, really do. We
3: can't walk down the street for people stopping us to talk about energy. But, Chloe, if everyone wants to talk about energy, what's the problem?
1: OK, so there are nevertheless people who don't want to talk about
3: energy. What kind of people? Who doesn't want to talk about energy?
1: People who don't have the energy? Busy people. Tired people.
3: People who find the energy debate a bit overwhelming.
1: Or who don't want to get involved in an argument that they don't really think is theirs.
3: Understandable. Also, people who don't believe in human-induced
1: climate change. Yes, those people. And bored people. According to Smart Energy UK, a vast proportion of people think that energy is ultra
3: dull. Oh, 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 amazing! You astound me! <laughs>
1: people who don't know much about energy and don't really want to right because the energy system is changing so fast even if you think you might know about energy it's quite possible that you might actually not know
3: okay fair enough
1: so the group of people that we've just been talking about the
3: don't want to's
1: they're often referred to as hard to reach it's
3: hard But it's worth it.
1: And lots of community energy groups have been trying to find ways to engage a broad range of people in their community in the energy debate.
3: So, what are the best ways to start those conversations?
1: Well, hang on, you can't just launch into that question. What do you mean by a community energy group?
3: Well, look, let me turn that question around and ask what do you mean by a community energy group?
1: Do you know what? I think Jodie's the best person to ask. Jody is Regen's Community Energy Project Manager and she supports a network of groups developing community energy projects that benefit local people all across the UK. Jodie, what is a community energy group?
4: A community energy group is a collective of ordinary people who want to deliver some sort of energy project. So that might be installing some sort of renewables generation, it might be solar panels on community buildings, it might be solar panels on their own houses, but lots of them. It might be that they want to install a hydro project or a heat project, a biomass boiler and a heat main for a new housing development, for example. They might even want to install a wind turbine. Um, Quite often, many of the community energy groups I work with want to do something to address energy efficiency. So dealing with our very poor housing stock, making that more energy efficient, um, helping people in fuel poverty and helping address social issues through energy.
1: And where do community energy groups come from? All over the
4: place. They can come from anywhere and everywhere. There isn't a community energy group in every town and city and village in the country, but there are lots of them. And the most recent study by Community Energy England found 222 community energy groups who had actually installed projects. So this is installing solar, wind, hydro, biomass.
1: And how do community energy groups connect with each other? How do they know about what each other are doing?
4: So they could come to Regen Events. We have a network of about 250 community energy groups and we get together regularly to talk about the issues that we're facing and learn from each other. Um, There's also Community Energy England, Community Energy Wales and Community Energy Scotland who help convene community energy groups and help us all get together and learn from each other. So there's lots of different ways of meeting each other Um, but generally speaking it's really good to have those local links because you can learn so much from community energy groups elsewhere.
1: Are there any resources out there to support community energy groups?
4: Yeah so the Rural Community Energy Fund is still available that's £20,000 grants for community energy groups to do early feasibility work and that's available and administered by RAP. Um, there's also our network, so we don't fund groups, but we do support them with free, free events and through projects where we can support them with our technical capability and help them develop business models or help them develop the more kind of technical elements of their projects. And there's several other groups out there like us who, who do support groups to deliver their projects more effectively.
5: That sounds quite broad.
3: What do community energy groups say about themselves? in their own words.
5: Uh, My name is Tony Baker. I live in Wiverliscombe in Somerset. I'm a director of uh, Brendan Energy, which is our local community energy group. Um, My definition of community energy, or I should say our definition of community energy, I I love the fact that we avoid sort of conventional ways of raising money. We don't have to produce a business plan for the bank. we produce a business plan for the general public, I suppose. We, we, we write a, a document which says, you know, this is what we want to do and this is why we're doing it. Um, and then we, we use it to engage with people at large. And we say to the man on the street, um, do you want to support renewable energy? Do you think that a community fund is a good thing? You know, would you like a, a reasonable return? You know, we've paid a return of sort of between 4 and 5% um, since we've started, uh, which is a lot better than people can get in the bank. Um, though i'd have to say I don't think people generally invest for financial reason that's not their main motivation Their main motivation is they want to support a community project and they want to support um, renewable energy development you know we, we raise as much money as we can as I say from the man on the street and then we run a very tight ship so that we have very little um, expenses um, that you know there's no surplus. Um, you know, so far as possible, if, if we raise £100, we buy £100 worth of solar panels and we stick them on the roof so that they're generating electricity and money. And as little of that money as possible goes into, um, obviously, we have to meet um, insurance and whatever. Um, you know, there are certain overheads that we can't avoid. But other than that, as much of it as possible goes into a, a community pot. Um, and once a year, we meet up with our membership and we, we have a... A good old argument about what to spend it on, you know, because we have all all sorts of projects come forward saying they they want funding, you know, for, for um worthy worthy causes, if you like, in the local community, and um they they sort of scrap over uh, how the money should be distributed, which is um which is great fun. So that's what what community energy is. It's sort of the Brendan energy in a way. It we're just sort of an intermediary between. Loads of people who want to put money into renewable energy and those renewable energy, you know, we just, we own those, those renewable energy projects and sort of look after the money and um, yeah, make sure as much of it goes into the community pot at the end of the day.
6: Hi, I'm Sophie Phillips. I'm uh, working with South Dartmoor Community Energy. Uh, We're based in Ivy Bridge. We cover um sort of the PL21 PL7 postcode areas and do energy advice work across the South Hams. We've come into community energy a bit later than most groups. There's a I think there's about 250 different groups across the country and um all operating slightly differently. But for for us, we're a registered community benefit society and we set up because we wanted to make our area more sustainable and that involves helping people who are in fuel poverty, it involves helping people who are more wealthy to use less energy and helping encouraging people to switch to renewables and use green tariffs, getting community renewable energy projects. Um, we've got all sorts of things that we'd love to do. We'd love to work with the schools. Um, it's just a matter of time and resources really and accessing grant funds. So I think community energy is, well for us, it's quite a wide definition and involves anything that can make our area more sustainable. My name is Mark
7: Pepper um, and I see community energy as one way of creating um, sustainable communities, especially in ours, um, pro- by providing the resource and not just the resource, but the the ability to give um, residents to um, stop residents from becoming passive energy users and perhaps have a stakeholding in energy and generating energy. Um, with the with the solar farm, um, we offered a share offer option. Originally. Um, the powers behind it wanted to set it at five hundred pounds, but that was just not accessible to our residents. So we convinced them to drop it to fifty pounds. So I think not just the energy it's producing, but it gives a, a massive statement to our residents that you know they, they don't need to be passive con- consumers; they can actually own and, and be part of uh, a, a big development like that. And that's what we're hoping for the, for our aspirations for a winter turbine.
1: So you can see that community energy groups are quite diverse and. People are willing to enter into a conversation if it's introduced in the right way.
3: By the right people.
1: In the right place at the right time.
3: Or if the bitter pill of talking about something potentially dull or troubling is sweetened in some way.
1: You mean if they're rewarded?
3: Yeah, what sort of reward are we talking about?
1: Well, you know, I reward my children with pocket money but you'd be amazed how even the offer of saving money on your energy bill is still not enough to persuade some people to switch energy suppliers. Really? Well, I think so. I just saw a poster saying that seven out of every ten property owners in the UK are paying more than they need to on their energy bills and they could save hundreds of pounds.
3: Well, maybe money just isn't for everyone.
1: Well, maybe there's just so many barriers like time, or access to the internet, or knowing where to go, or what to look for.
3: Or who to trust.
1: Well, I think that's a really big issue. And I think that's why community energy groups are really well placed to talk about energy with people in their localities. I bet people know you for being the poet guy and ask you about poetry, even though it might not be their standard topic of conversation.
3: It's true, whenever the topic they say, you could write a poem about that. So they're probably told you could extract energy from that. You could power a small Hamlet with that.
1: <laughs> Let's go back to community energy groups to hear some of their tactics.
5: Um, well, I'd like to think Brendan Energy's been successful because we've been, we've been talking to the next generation by going into schools. We've had uh, some help from Regen with this, which has been great. Um, we've had hundreds of kids all at one event. Um, you know, obviously we put solar panels on their, their, the roof of the school. We, we want them to know that they're there. So we uh, we tell them about the panels and what they can do and why they're there. And they've then had a questionnaire to fill out afterwards to find out how much they've learned. So that's been great. Um, we've done some ongoing public relations work. We had um, uh, the solar Roof at the rugby club. We had a I think that was our fifth project at the time, and we had a big tea party uh, where we'd had baked loads of cakes and um, invited lots of people to come and celebrate on a sunny day. And we had it covered by the local press and a photograph of us us all celebrating in front of our solar roof. Um, so that was great. You know, it's um, something I keep trying to do is is to think of fun stories to get into the into the press. Um, so we have an AGM in October where our membership uh, votes over how we should spend the community fund. And that's always a really good opportunity for getting into the paper, getting local media coverage because people like um, hearing about, you know, the worthy causes that are getting uh, getting money. You know, there's a picture of one of the directors with a cheesy grin handing over a, a check, um, which is great. It, it always goes down well. It has a lovely sort of feel good factor. And of course, because it's Brendan Energy, dishing out the money, then it gives us the opportunity to underline that this this money has come from um, renewable energy. It's come from solar panels or it's come from hydro, um, hopefully in the future. Um, and, and so it, it engages people with that um, renewable energy message.
6: One of the biggest issues is how everything's moving to being online and how there are so many different companies. And it's it's confusing and overwhelming, I think, for many people, and it's really unfair that if you don't have access to the internet, you can't get access to the best deals, and it's more difficult for you to search. It's just more difficult to engage in the market. Uh, we, we set up an energy advice service, so we've sourced funding from various different sources, and to enable us to go out and do drop-in sessions and talks to community groups where we know that vulnerable people will be. We also do stalls at supermarket foyers and we put articles in local magazines and have a free phone number. We also, uh, we also had some prescription bags printed so they're being used by our local pharmacy. Uh, so our free phone number is on the prescription bags and it tells people how to get free and impartial energy advice. All sorts of things just to try and promote that we're here and we're local and people can trust us. We just try and be as friendly and approachable and welcoming as we can it's quite hard to convince people that we're not an energy supplier, so that's one thing that we do. Uh, we do a lot of. We use pictures of our children to show them that we're just normal people and they can trust us and speak to us. When we're at a big event, when we know there's going to be loads of people walking past, we often do a, we'll do a poll, which is a good way to open the conversation. Just ask them, who is your energy supplier? And then it can kind of move on from there.
7: Okay, so um, we've carried out some um, solar panel uh, workshops where we invite um, adults and children to come to the youth centre with support, with the right materials, to build a a small solar panel um, that can operate like a little radio or something like that. Um, So that was one project to try and engage them with renewable energy. Um, We've done uh, a lot of activities at different community events Um, where we've um, got kids to build wind turbines again just to talk about renewable energy Um, we've done switching um, energy switching um, activities for the residents um, where we um, look for the best rate and best deal for them and then carry on a conversation about renewable energy we've consulted the residents about um, their support or lack of support for to see uh, wind turbines. So we've had lots of different conversations, lots of different activities. Uh, We get involved in open doors days and support our residents to um, go and have a look at the wind turbines when they've had an open day. Um, And then more practical stuff, we actually go into people's homes to see um, how well insulated or not their homes are and give them advice on how how to insulate their homes.
3: The challenge is, once you've found your perfect form of reward, What do you actually say?
1: There are so many things, I'm not sure where to start. But energy is important for nearly everyone to think about on some level.
3: Mm, That sounds like
1: another podcast. It does. So the electricity industry is changing in ways that affect our everyday lives. And people have the opportunity to be part of those changes, to get involved in the debate, and shape the future of electricity. Many people don't know how interesting the topic of energy is and the exciting projects that they could get involved with.
3: Wouldn't it be great if more people got involved with their local community energy groups and took advantage of all the opportunities? It
1: would, it would. And for this reason, the following three podcasts will examine in detail the work of a number of community energy groups and the projects they did with Western Power Distribution.
3: Until the next time,
1: this has been Max
3: and Chloe.
0: Western Power Distribution is the distribution network operator for the Midlands, Southwest, and Wales, responsible for operating and maintaining the electricity distribution network in those areas. Regen is an independent not-for-profit organization that uses its expertise to work with industry, communities and the public sector to revolutionize the way we generate, supply and use energy. Regen has a clear goal, accelerating the transition to a decarbonized, decentralized and democratic energy system. Join now. Membership is open to any organization that supports our mission and we will keep you informed, involved and connected. Please visit www.regensw.co.uk.